Sunday blessings to you all. This is the Lord's Day, the day of resurrection, that commences a new week and offers a new opportunity to be drawn by grace more deeply into the paschal mystery of Jesus Christ. Through the gifts of the Holy Spirit, may each of us graciously respond to Jesus' invitation to live more deeply his passion, death, and glorious resurrection and ascension and be drawn into loving communion with God our Father. You are listening to Encountering Jesus with the Church Fathers, a podcast pondering patristic commentary and insight on the sacred scriptures, the sacred liturgy, and living as a disciple of Jesus Christ. I am your host, Father Mark, and I welcome you to this podcast on the 20th Sunday in Ordinary Time. Guiding us this Sunday in opening the Word of God is the priest, St. Jerome, one of the four great Western Fathers of the Church. He was born into an economically comfortable family around the year 345 in Striden near the city of Imona, present-day capital city of Slovenia. Around the year 360, Jerome went to Rome and honed his study of Latin. During his studies, he befriended Rufinus, an important figure in early Christian writings and also amassed an impressive library of Latin classics, which he poured over with intense study. While studying in Rome, he enjoyed a very worldly life, yet was intrigued by Christian texts and practices. In his commentary on the book of the prophet Ezekiel, Jerome writes, While I lived in Rome as a youngster, and was being trained in the liberal arts, together with others of my age who shared a common purpose. I used to visit the tombs of the apostles and martyrs on Sundays, and to enter the crypts frequently, where on either side of the visitors, bodies were buried in the walls, dug deep into the earth. He was baptized in Rome in the year 366, but does not give us details about his conversion. Shortly after his baptism, he went to the city of Trier and there became acquainted with the ideals of Eastern monasticism. We know that in the year 374, he was living in Aquila in northern Italy with a small group of like-minded friends until disagreements drove them apart, with Jerome heading to the desert of Calacus, south of the city of Aleppo in Syria. It was here that Jerome became more proficient in Greek and Hebrew while living a very austere and ascetic life. In 382, Jerome was back in Rome and became the secretary to Pope Damasus, who strongly encouraged and supported his effort to provide a new Latin translation of the scriptures, which eventually became known as the Vulgate. When Pope Damasus died, Jerome traveled to the Holy Land 
and eventually settled in Bethlehem, where he lived until his death around the year 419. While in Bethlehem, he penned massive works on sacred scripture, as well as refuting many strains of the Arian heresy. The church fondly recalls the memory of St. Jerome each September 30th, noting his living and tender love for sacred scripture. For the saintly translator and commentator of scripture, ignorance of scripture is ignorance of Christ. This Sunday, we listen to an excerpt from his commentary on the Gospel of Matthew, wherein he ponders uh, the encounter of Jesus and the Canaanite woman proclaimed at Mass this Sunday. St. Jerome quotes scripture, quote, And having gone out from there, Jesus withdrew to the district of Tyre and Sidon, Unquote. He leaves his false accusers, the scribes and Pharisees, and goes to the district of Tyre and Sidon in order to cure the residents of Tyre and Sidon. But a Canaanite woman leaves her native land and cries out to procure healing for her daughter. Observe that this Canaanite daughter is healed in the 15th place. Quote, Have pity on me, Lord, son of David. My daughter is badly vexed by a demon. Unquote. She knew to call him son of David because she had already come forth from her land and had left the error of the peoples of Tyre and Sidon by a change of place and of faith. My daughter is badly vexed by a demon. I believe that the daughter of the church refers to the souls of believers which were badly vexed by a demon. They did not know the Creator and were worshiping stone. Quote, he answered her, not a word, unquote. His silence was due not to some sort of Pharisaic arrogance or superciliousness of the scribes, but that he might not seem to be opposed to his own statement by which he had commanded, quote, do not go into the way of the Gentiles and do not enter into the city of the Samaritans. Unquote. For he was unwilling to give an occasion to his false accusers, and he was re reserving the perfected salvation of the Gentiles for the time of his passion and resurrection. Quote, and his disciples came and were asking him, saying, Dismiss her, because she is calling out after us. Unquote. Even at that time, the disciples did not know the mysteries of the Lord. They were either moved by compassion to make this request for the Canaanite woman, whom another evangelist calls a Syrophoenician, or 
they were longing to be freed from her importunity, since she was calling out repeatedly, not as if for some kind of a physician, but for a harsh one. Quote, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Unquote. He is not saying that he was not also sent to the Gentiles, but that he was sent first to Israel. In that way, the transference to the Gentiles would be just, since Israel did not receive the gospel. He has expressly said to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Thus, on the basis of this passage, we can also understand the one wandering sheep of another parable. Quote, but she came and worshipped him, saying, unquote. In the person of the Canaanite woman, we should admire the faith, patience, and humility of the church. Faith by which she believed that her daughter would be healed. Patience by which she perseveres in prayer after having been so scorned. Humility by which she compares herself not with dogs, but with puppies. Now, pagans are called dogs on account of their idolatry. They have surrendered themselves to the eating of blood and by the bodies of the dead and are carried off into madness. Note that this Canaanite woman with persistence first calls him son of David, then Lord, and finally, she worships him as God. Quote, but she said, Yes, Lord, for even the puppies eat from the crumbs that fall from the table of their masters. Unquote. I know, she says, that I do not deserve the son's bread. I am incapable of taking whole food or sitting at the table with the Father. But I am content with what is left over for the puppies, so that by the humility of crumbs I might come to the greatness of the whole loaf. Oh, what a marvelous transformation of things! Israel was once a son, and we were the dogs. The arrangement of the titles is changed due to the difference in faith. Of Israel, it is later said, Many dogs have surrounded me, and beware of the dogs, beware of the evil workers, beware of the mutilation. But with the Syrophoenician woman, and with the woman who flowed with blood, we have heard, Great is your faith. Let it be done to you according to your faith. And, daughter, your faith has saved you. St. Jerome of Bethlehem, pray for us. Let us pray. O God, 
who have prepared for those who love you good things which no eye can see. Fill our hearts, we pray, with the warmth of your love, so that, loving you in all things and above all things, we may attain your promises, which surpass every human desire. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Go and proclaim the gospel of the Lord.